Welcome to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast, where we discuss all things human design and how it can support you and your spiritual journey. This is not a one-size-fits-all podcast. We are here to inspire awareness about how we are all different and help you answer the questions of who am I? What am I here to do? How am I here to do it? You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So dive deep with us, get inspired, and start living your life on purpose. Hi guys, this is Dana and Shayna with the Day Luna Human Design Podcast. Welcome back. We are so grateful to be here with you today. We have a really special guest to introduce to you guys, someone who we love so much and is so near and dear to our hearts. We know her from our friends at Raise Your Vibe, which we've talked a little bit about with you guys before, and we'll talk about it more today. But um, she's a team member on Raise Your Vibe, and she also is a creator of her own creation called Jiwa Motion. So we'll get into all of that today and what she does. Um, But we're recording today on a new moon in Leo, and it's a really powerful time. Don't you feel, Shana? Mm-hmm. It's also a black moon, meaning that it's the second new moon for the month of July. And so I'm just like really feeling it. I am like such a new moon person, like we talked about in the past, but I love it. Like mm-hmm. I love new moons are my favorite thing. And I'm feeling just so juiced up and so excited and like new beginnings and just like planting some seeds and I Mm -hmm. feel it like so strongly Mm -hmm. just like in my core. So I'm super excited that of course, today we are talking to Trina and she is such a dear friend of ours. And it feels so just like, um, serendipitous and like meant to be that we didn't know, like we didn't plan to talk on this new moon. It just like is how it happened. Mm -hmm. And it feels so right because it is everything that I want to like plant seeds to cultivate in my life and my routines and my energy. Like literally, like I've been talking with Brian about it, like how we want to just like get more connected with our bodies and just like, um, be like more calm and like set routines that kind of like calm our nervous system, but like connect us. And we'll talk of like why we're obsessed with Trina and what she does um, in a bit, (laughs) but like, it's just so crazy that it's on the new moon and that we're talking to Trina and it's like perfectly timed for me to plant this seed. So I'm like, I'm ready. Like I'm so ready. My heart feel like, feels like it's going to (laughs) burst just talking about it. Just to go back into like the energy of this month that we're living in right now, um, we just went through the eclipses, which brought up a lot for us, like a lot of old wounds, a lot of trauma that kind of came to the surface. Um, You might have felt kind of triggered by things that came from the past and that you had to deal with all over again. And that's a beautiful thing, but it is also a little bit, you know, heavy and challenging. And now we're going into this new moon, the second new moon of July that is in Leo. And it is the, it is ruled by the sun and the heart center. And this is our time that we're remembering that we're here in this world to 
shine and to enjoy life and that we are here to grow and to love and to enjoy our relationships and to enjoy what we do and to ignite our passions and and our creativity and to just get clear about being heart-centered and love-centered and building our lives and our future around what we love and how we love. Yeah. So ask yourself, what do I love? What do I want to cultivate that like brings me joy and lights me up? And what am I excited about? And like, let yourself have fun and like Mm -hmm. release like pressure off of your loved ones. Like, don't be so hard on them. Don't be so hard on you. Like, just have fun, be lit up. Like, really think about those things that you want and just like plant those seeds and see them um, grow over this next moon cycle, because that is what I'm here for. Like I am (laughs) feeling it so much. I know. Just Uh, hearing you say all that stuff. I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. Like that sounds so good. So good. So I'm stoked to talk about this stuff because this is not like something that I've really um, explored much but it's something that I've always wanted to. So Mm I am like, and I've like utilized the little bits of of it in my daily life, but I'm ready to like deep dive and just like get, like follow that little light trail that's been calling me for the last year. You know, I'm ready for this. So our guest's name is Trina McElroy and her she is the creator of Jiwa Motion, or she is with Jiwa Motion, and her gifts are in movement and yoga and kundalini and um, meditation. She is just like such a special, rare soul that is such a gift to my life and like everyone that knows her. Like literally, she's she's a gift like that, like Mm -hmm. the definition of like someone that comes into your life and you're like, I never knew I needed you, but oh my gosh, like, thank you. Like, thank you. You're a gift. And so it's not just like yoga. I know I've talked about this before, but like, I've always hated yoga. Like I just didn't (laughs) jive with it in class, but (laughs) Trina actually is the reason why I started experimenting with doing yoga on my own because I went to a retreat where she taught us these movements or she was um, leading or demonstrating these movements. And it like sparked this thing in me of like, oh my gosh, like this can be so much more spiritual and it can be more like, like feeling my body and breathing and, and like finding my flow and like really connected it for me as like a spiritual practice versus like a physical practice to like work out and get flexible. It made it like, Oh wait, like I can use this to be like connect to myself spiritually. And the way that she does it is so gentle and like inspiring and just like makes you want to just keep going further and it's deep and like so heart-centered so heart-centered and unique and it's such a reflection of her as a being like she has studied all of these different modalities that are ancient and that have all of this beautiful wisdom to share she has studied them and then she's pulled from all of them what what resonates with her and then she's really created a type of movement and meditation that is her own and it's it yeah. shines so clearly that it's just come straight from her heart and is channeled straight from her soul yeah and it literally like she 
her chart, like it shines through her chart, which is insane. Like we, we've looked through her human design chart like crazy and it lines up so perfectly with, Mm -hmm. with her chart. Like it's insane. It's like blowing my mind after we read it. Cause obviously we saw her chart like (laughs) a long time after we've known her and it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so without further ado, you guys, our beautiful friend, Trina McElroy. Thank you so much for being on the show with us today, Trina. How are you? Oh my gosh. Ah, I am so excited <laughs> to be here. I love you both so much. I'm really honored that you asked me to mm-hmm. come onto the podcast and chat. Like mm-hmm. the three of us sitting around, just chatting around some cacao and some crystals and some Palo Santo. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, thank you so much. I'm very honored. Yeah, we we love you so much. Um, we are just so grateful that you're in our life. We're so inspired by you. And we felt, we with all of our guests, we really wanted to just let the universe show us who is meant to speak mm. on our podcast and in the universe told us it's Trina oh. and we were like, okay, cool. And so we're really grateful that um, you're here and that you want to share with us everything that you are, your heart and soul. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah. The pleasure is all mine. Really. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess let's just jump right in. So you have created Jiwa Motion. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is? Okay. Yes. Jiwa Motion. So I um, have been doing yoga for a couple of decades now, actually. And um, about 17 years ago, I started a regular practice of yoga. And that was after my mom passed away. And I found that in yoga, I did a lot of crying. And that Mm -hmm. was where I could access, I think, my mom's spirit after she passed and transitioned. Yoga is the place where I could access communication with her. And so I, that's when I really started diving into movement and yoga and communing with the spirit world and especially with my mom. So I've been practicing yoga for a really long time and it's just been a little over a year that um, a, a little over a year ago, I got my teaching certificate in yoga and I realized after I got my certificate that I didn't necessarily want to teach in a proper yoga studio and be, you know, at the 10 o'clock slot on Tuesdays. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I am so fortunate to be involved, as you said, with a beautiful organization called Raise Your Vibe and Raise Your Vibe offers uh, amazing retreats. And I've been invited to share yoga and movement in the retreats. And the three of us were in Costa Rica earlier this year. Mm-hmm. And so fun. Yeah. And I was again invited to share yoga in Costa Rica. Well, on the way to Costa Rica, I real I was listening to some podcasts and I realized I I don't think that it's just strictly yoga that I mm-hmm. want to offer. It's really just movement body mm-hmm. movement, just embodying yourself and knowing that we are nature and nature is us and feeling the natural rhythms within our body. That's what I got the ping on the way to Costa Rica that I, I didn't want to just offer yoga. I wanted to offer 
movement. And mm-hmm. so G, I, I named my um, brand or the company at first Jiwa Yoga, but in Costa Rica, it changed to Jiwa Motion. Um, and mm-hmm. Jiwa is the, it means soul in Indonesian. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I kind of, I love the idea of the words being Jiwa or your soul and motion. So that's, mm-hmm. that's sort of where, that's where Jiwa Motion came from, the idea behind her and me wanting to offer just a demonstration of natural movement, whatever your natural movement is, the differentiation of your movement, right? Just like human design, mm-hmm. science of differentiation. Totally. <laughs> I love that so much. And I love, I love the name. It's so, it so well captures the essence of your, the, your gifts that you share with the world because you also have an element um, and a passion for dance. Isn't that right? Like, have, yes. What's your experience with dance in life? Oh my gosh. My father is, <laughs> my father is an entertainer. And I, so he's always pulled oh. me up on stage. My father um, was with Don Ho and the Elite's. So back in the sixties, wow. I don't know. I mean, the younger generations of today might not remember Don Ho, but he was one of the premier entertainers in Hawaii for many, many, many years. And my father was an entertainer from um, his early teens. And then when he um, got married to my mom and then had my sister and myself, when we were little, he'd always pull us up on stage and uh, wow. we'd sing and we'd dance. And so I've always been a performer of sorts. Um, yeah. So I was a gymnast and I was a singer, dancer. I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to do all the things, but, Mm -hmm. um, I was a little too sensitive for that business. You know, rejection Mm -hmm. is like, ah, and then I, and then in my early twenties, I was actually a professional cheerleader. So I've always (laughs) been in front of a crowd, sort of moving my body. Yeah. So that's, I love body movement and shaking out your body and shaking up the energy. And it just really can give you relaxation or energize you and, you know, work out all the kinks and all that. So I've always been connected that way. It feels really good. That is such an incredible story. I didn't know that about your dad. That's (laughs) amazing. So I think it's so beautiful to see how someone's life path has all of these kind of different elements in it that kind of seem random, but then they're so divinely orchestrated. They all come together to make you uniquely you, you know, like this performing side of you and the dancing side of you. And then you travel through life and you discover yoga and meditation and Kundalini and being able to put that all together all and use like filter through your heart center. I mean, it just, what you do is so unique. Um, and it has all of these different, like little nuggets of inspiration from beautiful ancient modalities. But I would say that it totally comes out in a, in a unique Trina way. Mm. Um, and Thank so it's you. so cool to see how your path kind of informs all of that and yeah. has added all of these different pieces of wisdom to you. Thanks. That, that, that is so well put. I really appreciate that reflection back. Thank you. Yeah. So cool. So can you tell us a little bit about like your experience, um, in the past studying Kundalini? I, okay. Yeah. So 
in the early days of doing yoga, I did a lot of vinyasa flow. So, um, you know, going through the chaturangas, you know, up dog, down dog, and moving breath to movement. That's the type of um, yoga that I was doing. It's hatha yoga. There's lots of different ways to, lots of different labels of yoga. Kundalini was introduced to me by actually Anjali Peralt, who is the founder of um, Raise Your Vibe. And we started doing that when our, our kids were just little. So they were about two. Um, and we practiced Kundalini together every week for several years. So Kundalini is... Kundalini is energy. It is the energy of creativity, or some people call it sexual energy or Shakti, which means the divine feminine energy. And Kundalini, they say, resides at the base of the spine. And some people say that it's represented by a a snake or a coil down at the base of the spine. And Kundalini yoga, all of the things that go into Kundalini yoga, like the mantras you'll chant, or you'll do the mudras, which means you have your hands in a specific way and different types of breathing or pranayama. All of those things are put in place to wake up or to spark your kundalini energy. And when you get a kundalini rising or a kundalini awakening, they say that that energy shoots up your spine and sort of clears out all of your energy centers or your chakras and c- clears out karma from your lineage going back and even moving forward. It has the ability to do that. One of our very dear friends um, and the co-founder of Razor Vibe um, had an amazing experience with Kundalini, uh, a Kundalini awakening, which I think maybe you guys have had discussions with her on that, but I haven't had that incredible breakthrough, but I've definitely been able to tap in when you're feeling like at one with nature or you're feeling sort of a euphoric or an ecstatic feeling that is tapping into your Kundalini. So that that makes sense. Yeah. So that's, I I wish I knew more. Um, I'm always studying and learning more, but I don't know. That's that's about all I can tell you about Kundalini and yeah, Kundalini I always, Yoga right now. I always wondered because I've never um, experimented with Kundalini or like really known what it even meant until we went to Costa Rica and we were on the beach, like mm. in the sand, like knees in the sand. Mm. <laughs> um, and mm-hmm. it was really like, I wouldn't say like I had a crazy breakthrough, like Kundalini experience, like our friend Chrissy has had, but because hers was like life altering, like life shattering, yes, insane. Um, And we can talk about that with her later, but yeah, but I did have a taste of what you're talking about. And now it's making more sense, like hearing you explain it. But I think a big part of it that was key for me in like kind of facilitating like a a mini breakthrough, if you will, is that we were in public, like we were on a public beach in Costa Rica, there are people walking by, but we were like, in the sand, like feeling mother earth, feeling nature and doing these movements that were so tribal and feminine and like, Mm. so 
good. And, you know, there was a second that I had to decide, like, am I like, fuck it. Like, am I diving in and just like letting myself go there? Or am I going to be like self-conscious and like aware that people are seeing me and I've never done movements like this before. And like, is this even okay? Like, who am I going to be in that moment? Am I going to be the person that like shies, steps back and does not step into their power? Or am I going to be the person that just steps into their power right now? And like, just goes for it and like, see what transformation comes. And we literally only got a chance to do that for like, I would say like 10 minutes, maybe yeah. because then we started watching the sunset. Yes. But in that 10 minutes, like, I think I go back to that feeling that I had all the time of like, I how, how can I get that feeling again? Because it was so like, I've never tapped into that side of myself and it felt mm. so good. Like, so like I, like my body and my soul needs more of it. And so that's why, like I was kind of saying at the beginning of this episode, like, I'm glad that we're talking about this on the new moon because I need that. Like, like the only way I can describe that feeling is like, Oh, like that. Oh, feeling like I need that. (laughs) You love that. Yes, sister. Yes. Make it feel so good. Uh, And I didn't know that about the mudras either like that being Kundalini. Yeah. And I was there too, doing that movement that tapped in to the Kundalini. And it was so, I agree. I mean, so connected and so raw and so real Mm. and um, connects you to your power and to your um, sensuality. And yeah, it was so powerful. And it's amazing that that gateway to accessing that feeling was through the movement, you know, facilitated by you. It was just like such a cool, powerful thing. And then also I've done some of your videos, Trina, Mm -hmm. like you have this one video that was like a dance for joy. And, um, I was like having kind of a hard day and I was like, I should do that video. And so I watched the video and like danced along with you and just, it's amazing how, like effectively a video can transfer your energetic field. Like I could mm. feel you. I was with you, you know, and I was copying your moves and I was dancing along and you were demonstrating this like movement that you had created to express your joy. And like, it was just so powerful and so fun. And I just felt so lit up, like with life force. And I felt so connected <sighs> to you. And I think it's really amazing. Like these two experiences, one was like on the beach in Costa Rica with you in person. And then one was on a video completely separate from you. And they were just as powerful. And it's just like, it. I feel like it shows the new paradigm and how technology really can support our highest potential and our highest good that like I could connect with your energetic field just from a video, the same way I could connect with you, like in person on an amazing beach at sunset in Costa Rica. And they were both oh my so powerful. That makes me feel my heart is bursting. Thank you so much for that validation. And I know the video that you're talking about and I was in pure joy. So that really, I think if you're in your authenticity and you're just really showing yourself and not curating too much and it just comes through and you can reach right through the screen or right through your headphones and right to that person that's, that's watching the video. So thank you for that validation, sister. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. It really translates. And, um, Yeah, it really does. It's amazing how like technology can do that. You know, it's such a a double-edged sword 
but the positive side of it, like if we choose to use it for its highest good, it's so yeah. transformational. I'm so grateful that we're born Definitely. into this time where we can use it. Yes, so yeah. much. I agree. Right on. Mm-hmm. So we want to ask you a little more about this new transition into creating Jiwa Motion. Um, was there like a defining moment that you decided to create something new or like what was the process like for you? Truly, it was going to Costa Rica. That was the first international retreat for Raise Your Vibe. And I was just, my mind was blowing that I was invited to participate and offer movement and guidance at the retreat. I was just, just, my mind was just blown wide open. And and I, I just got a message on the way to Costa Rica that it's not just yoga that that I'm meant to offer me personally. I love yoga. I do yoga and movement every day. But what I want to offer is something a little bit different and feels good for for my body. And so just I don't want to have dogma of, you know, put your foot there and put your arm there and suck your gut in here. All those things are have value and I still do those things. But when somebody is asking me to provide some guidance or to serve in um, a retreat setting. I want to just really show people that they can tap into whatever, whatever is their natural rhythm. And it's so perfect. So I don't want to, I don't want to be too structured and too rigid. And so that's, that's really how it was born is just that I got a ping that and it truly ties into human design and how human design has changed my life with differentiating and everybody is different and unique and has, has beautiful offerings within themselves and we don't need to look the same. And so that's why I don't want to just offer strict yoga. I want to offer people an access point to, to listen to their internal natural rhythms and let's flow with each other. And we don't need to look the same. Yeah. So Wow. It's insane because like Costa Rica was so powerful in so many ways. And like you stepping into your like authentic truth or like getting that download of like, this is how I am to be of service to like other people's unique needs. Like it really like facilitated a huge movement. I, I mean, obviously just speaking for myself and for Dana, like, like it, we were invited to birth day Luna or start day Luna. Mm-hmm. Yes. And like, we were invited to do this podcast in Costa Rica. Like, I don't know, yes. if heard, but like for us it, as projectors, like we have always struggled obviously with like starting new things or like, you know, forcing our energy on other people and all of these things before we knew about <laughs> design. And so like us trying to live in our design during that time in Costa Rica and like talking with everyone about human design and all of these things, that's really where like the invitation was extended of like, like, will you please start this and like do these things Yes, you need more of it? And like, yes. you are actually the person who invited us to start our podcast. Like you said I to me, you. like... Like, will it, like, will you please start a podcast? Like I need, I need to hear this information all of the time. Yeah. And I was like, 
was that an invitation? <laughs> yes, I remember that moment and I remember your face. I mean, your yeah. eyes so wide, both of you. And then you were looking at Dana, like no words were exchanged, but so many things were exchanged in that moment. And yeah. I said, I need a podcast. And I was joking. I said, I would not, I, and I want to be on your podcast. And so here we are. And the invitation <laughs> was absolutely extended and received. And I'm so thankful. It's yeah, your, exactly. the podcast that you are putting out is ridiculous. I have sent it out to so many people. It's so helpful oh. and it's so mm-hmm. easy to understand. And it breaks down a system that might seem really overwhelming and so detailed and layered. And you guys mm-hmm. are just really making it accessible. And I cannot thank mm-hmm. you enough for taking mm-hmm. the invitation and running with it. So I was just going to say, and Trina, to think about how you're using your uniqueness and differentiation as a man, Jen, to, to facilitate and demonstrate movement and meditation. Like it's so in alignment with how you are and how your energy works. Like manifesting generators are here to change things. They're here to switch things up. Like their version of success is not linear. Like they are really people who are here to do things differently. Um, And they have so much energy specifically in their body and connected Mm. to movement. And so it's just so like mind blowing how in alignment you are with all of the stuff that you're giving to the world and how it goes so perfectly hand in hand with your human design. I mean, it's really like amazing. Like as a man, Jen, you know, you are just called to be in the moment and to be able to move and to change and to do what you want to do in that moment Mm. that day and to not have to stick to the status quo. And I feel like you're bringing that energy and that vitality so much into movement and meditation. Thank you. Thank you. I need that. It's so cool to see. And I mean, yeah. And then as us being projectors, we're such a different type than you. We feel really grateful that you, um, you know, that you invited us and that you see us and that you're someone that can invite us. And we, it's just like, it's really here to show us how we can support each other in being different. And how we can, and how that is such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. And I feel like it was like, the first major time that we had proof, like we've been trying to live our design as projectors for a long time. And like, we were making all of these shifts and changes. And it was just such proof of like, how the universe like aligns things and, and have has them come through for you. If you use your energy correctly, like, that was my first like, Oh my gosh, we just got invited to share our gifts. <laughs> and yes. like, this is like, it feels so right and so easy and so in alignment. And like, we're so passionate about it. And it was just like the universe saying like, okay, like, yes, like you're using your energy correctly and people mm. are inviting you to things and people are here to support your energy as you're here to support their energy. Like it was such, it was just like such validation. Yeah. Um, And it continues to be validation. Um, But the way that our energies all work together is literally like, it's blowing my mind. And Costa Rica was a huge, huge part of that. And can I just say in your human design, so just so everyone knows, you're a manifesting generator. I know we just said that, but you're a five, one profile and you have triple split definition 
we'll talk about that in a second. But okay. a big part of your chart is literally the ability to hold space for people, mm. which is so it just like brings the biggest smile to my face because every time that I would see you before I dived dove into your chart, dived in, I don't know, before I went into your chart <laughs> was um like every time I'd see you, you'd be like, I'm here to hold space and like I'm just holding space for everyone. Uh-huh. And literally such a big part of your chart is the ability to like focus and create a focus space and then kind of like um kind of like a resting buddha under a tree like g- gaining all of this energy from around the room and then focusing it into whatever wherever the energy resources need to go wow. and that is like the definition of holding space like being there collecting the energies and like focusing it in on whatever we're trying to accomplish or do mm. and like that gift is just so natural to you like I bet you didn't even know that that's like how your energy wants to be. But every time I'd see you, you'd be like, yeah, I'm holding space. And I was like, what does that mean? But now I'm going to Oh my gosh. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We Thank like, you. we talked about your human design chart a ton in Costa Rica, but yes. there's like so much more. And that's like with everything in human design, like you can get the basics, but then like dive even deeper. And I know that you've kind of had your own journey diving into your chart as well. Right. Yes. Yeah. I've gone down the rabbit hole with all the various different beautiful Instagram offerings from the various different people out there, you know, just kind of giving us little tips and tools every day. And then, and then, um, again, our dear friend Anjali has done human design and she's got, she's purchased some, some amazing, um, software that, that was able to spit out, you know, a, a chart for Oliver and I, our connection chart overview. There's just so much information that I have to kind of take it in spurts. And again, your podcast, Dana and Sheena has really helped to kind of bring a lot of clarity and understanding to some of the things that I was just, I was not getting before. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I, I love human design. How has it been with parenting and like now having this tool, like with parenting with Ollie and everything? Yeah. So Oliver is, he's 11 and he is a manifester. And one of the big ahas for me was our auras. So that was the first thing, which a manifesting generator is an open and enveloping aura, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. And then... (laughs) Uh, a manifester is a closed and repelling aura, which sounds negative, but there's obviously nothing ne- negative in right. human design. It's only beautiful, only just different. Yeah. But it helped me to see he's an, also an only child. So there were times when I wanted to be all up in his jam and just like, you know, right next to him and smothering him and everything. And he would be. I mean, I think just in nature, nobody wants to be smothered. But uh, <laughs> once once I got got the understanding that he's got that aura, that closed and repelling, and that yeah. he's a manifester, which is, mm-hmm. I don't need your input. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to ask for permission. Mm-hmm. And I I I have lots of ideas of what I want to bring into the world, and that all of that helped me to step back and not take things personally. Mm-hmm. Like it was, I think. Just in general, we don't want to take 
things personally as parents, as, as people, but human design has definitely helped to set me free in the way that, okay, I can see the way that you're designed and I don't need to take, I don't know. It's just helped me to not take things personally where before I would think you're shutting me out. You're not asking permission. You're just going out and doing whatever the heck you want. Mm -hmm. I understand that that's the manifester type, but I definitely need some tips from you beautiful souls on how to parent that because I still, we are still the parents of this person that's incredibly independent and doesn't want to ask permission and doesn't need input and you know, all of that. So yeah. Yeah. Just to tell you a little bit, you know, kind of comparing your definition to his and your design to his. I mean, like you just hit the nail on the head. It's all about your aura. You know, you as a manifesting generator, you're open, you're enveloping, you're warm. When people are around you, you're giving them this juicy life force that is so beautiful and like easy to understand and easy to feel. And like Shana said, you have all of these things in your chart that are about holding space for people and giving love to people. You know, you're really here to help people and save people in your whole profile. Um, you're the challenge solver. You know, you're the one that has the answers. You're the one that's here to help people and see people and love people and all these things. And it's so beautiful. But your aura is super different than your son's. You know, he is a manifester, which is a super powerful, beautiful thing to be. Um, but it's pretty misunderstood because it's really rare. And he has this aura that is close and repelling. And what that means is that when he walks into a room, people can feel his aura because he is here in this lifetime to make an impact. Mm. He is here to make an impact on the world. He is a special and powerful person and um, you can feel him all the time. However, you can't understand what he's thinking or what he's going to do next. And he seems really, um, manifestors seem really unpredictable to others. So others feel them so much. They're so affected by them, but they can't really understand what's going to happen next. And so they're in fear of what the manifestor is going to do next because (laughs) it's going to affect them. So they want to control the manifestor and they want the manifestor to do less or do what I want you to do because I'm afraid of what you're going to do next and how it's going to impact me. So, yeah. yeah. So it's a powerful, powerful thing. And for manifestors, their strategy is everything. Their strategy to inform is the way to break down that energetic barrier and to let people in so that you can impact them, but also you can, you're not going to surprise them or scare them because that's what it's all about. Like manifestors have this fear of being controlled because people want to control them because they're so powerful and they're, everyone else is so impacted by their choices. Yes. Wow. So it's a really, it's a really special thing. And it's amazing that you as his mom are interested in human design, because I feel like as a manifester, human design is so helpful and so meaningful and can help you so much to reach your highest potential. Um, And as a kid, so as an adult manifester, your strategy is to inform. So that means anytime you're going, you've made a decision before you act on that decision, you're supposed to tell everyone around you, I've made this decision and now I'm going to act on it. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, okay, cool. 
And they're not surprised that you've made that decision and that you're going to act on it. So now that you've told them as the manifester, they can accept it. They can be on board. They can support you. And then when you do it, you make this beautiful impact that really changes people for the better. And then as a child, some people say that you could translate that um, informing strategy as asking for permission. But it's not really like you're asking your parents like, hey, mom, can I go do this or can I go do that? It's more like you're telling her, I want to go do that. And then your parent has a chance to say, oh, okay. And then you're not surprising them and you've gotten permission and that eases things um, for you a lot. Yeah. So I need to figure out how to help Oliver con- con- communicate to us to quote unquote, inform us, not necessarily ask for, for permission, but inform us of what he wants to do, what his actions are going to be. So we're not like, what the heck just happened? So that's, that's the challenge. I mean, fear of being controlled, that manifester type that, I mean, that is, that's, that's him. And that has caused a lot of damage in our relationship to this point. And I'm really wanting to understand better his design and my design and how to not know how to give him space and honor his design um, and still be effectively parent and guide. Right. Yeah. And I mean, the key with like, with manifestor children and like, um, like encouraging them to ask permission is that once they see firsthand for themselves that, they they're asking for permission doesn't like come with any negative connotations. Like, why would you even ask Mm -hmm. me that? Or what are you thinking or any judgment? Like once they see that, Oh, people control me less when I ask for permission, then it kind of like a a light bulb switches. Right. And they're, they realize that, Oh, when I ask for permission, people control me less, even though it seems like I'm giving them an opening to control me and I don't want to be controlled, it's actually the opposite. So they'll be controlled less if they just say, Hey mom, can we, can I go to the mall or Hey mom, can I hang out with this person or can I do this? Whatever. And maybe that's what that conversation looks like. It's like, I just need you to tell me what you are wanting to do. And then that way you'll have more freedom and, and more exploration. But there is a big thing with his chart, which is his profile. He's a five, two. And so, and you're a five, one. So those are really similar, but they're also so different in a really important way. And that's that you both get projected onto you, what, how other people perceive you and, um, what other people need from you. So for example, like someone might project onto you, like that you can help them or that you can guide them or save them or, um, do this special skill and that's their projection onto you. And you get, then get to decide if you want to show up for them in that way. And if it's right for you, you'll get a lot of fulfillment by doing that. But for you being the five one, you can like create that foundation and just like dive in and help people and whatever. But for him, it's more personal and it's more about his own identity and his own um, personal skills. So as a five, two, it's really important to never pressure them um, (sighs) into, into anything. So like you might see 
for him, like things that he's really good at or things that he's um, really interested in or places that he should go. Like you might see all of these things that you really want for him, but because he has that too in his profile, he will have a tendency to want to like retreat or like go do his own thing or be in his own world. Yes. And it's really like, obviously then your first instinct is like, you know, well, you're underachieving or you're not, you know, taking advantage of all of these different things, but he won't ever be able to, um, see what he's really lit up by if there's pressure on him to to do or act a certain way. So the best thing that you can do is just present a lot of options to him and then allow him in his own time to see what sparks joy and what lights him up and what turns him on. Like, those. And then once he feels it in himself, he'll actually apply pressure on himself to show up in that way. So for example, you can give him like a bunch of an array of different hobbies and he might try a few and not be that into them, but then he might try one and he's super excited about it and he can then kind of go down that road. But last thing as a two, he can't necessarily see what it, it, what his special gifts and talents are. So other people can see them and other people are watching him and and observing him just naturally. And they might see his natural talents and gifts, but he's going to struggle to see them himself. And so that's where we want to kind of pressure and be like, no, this is what you're good at. This is what you like should do. But that's where, what you have to try to avoid is just like, allow him if he needs to retreat. Great. If he wants to come out into the spotlight, great. Um, But just as long as he's telling you like, I want to go to my room and and do my own thing. Like wow. that's where that energetic exchange needs to be clarified in your relationship. It's like just him talking to you and you just completely accepting him and allowing the pressure to kind of release off of him. Wow. So <laughs> yeah. So never pressure him. And he can't see what his, he can't necessarily see what his talents are, but I cannot pressure him into like, you're good at this, you're good at that. And, and otherwise he'll, he'll, he won't take that. He won't take that information from me and he'll want to retreat. Exactly. And it's actually really good for him to retreat. So like if he's wanting to go into his own world or like be in his room for a while, or just like have his own creative space, like that's something that's really, really important for him is to have that space that's just his, that he can completely make his own, whatever that is. So even if that means that it's a messy room, like that is, that is his space. Like that is like his safe space (laughs) to just be in and any pressure to like clean your room or to do this or to complete certain things is going to repel him away to not want to inform you and include you and, like find what it is he really is passionate and interested in. Holy cow. Okay. <laughs> so really what you're saying is I just need to hold space for Oliver. <laughs> yes. Hold space for him and encourage his voice and encourage his communication with other people. And like, like even just like exercises of like little questions that he can pull out of a jar and then answer and just like completely give his answer and like you treating him like his voice is like an adult voice. Like he's not, not a child voice, but like what he has to say matters just as much as like what 
I have to say or another adult has to say. So like allowing his words and his voice to have power and impact will encourage him to keep talking and to keep informing and to keep like bringing other people in. Um, And that later on in life will translate like him asking for permission or talking and using his voice will later on translate to him naturally informing people because he'll have seen from a young age that when he informs people, they control him less. Yeah. And he can go through things. Amazing. So it will eventually build to that place for him. Thank you for all of that information. I cannot wait to keep going back over this podcast over and over and over again to take all the notes. (laughs) There's one other thing actually I wanted to say about um, his emotional wave. So you guys are both emotional authority. Yep. Um, But you have different emotional waves. Oh. So that's really important because you both are really like emotional beings and you have your own emotions, but they're different waves. And so for him, it's all about knowing when to be alone and when to be social. Cause he'll have an emotional wave. That's like an even keel and then it'll spike either up or down. And that might be moodiness or emotions or melancholy or passion or whatever. But the key for him is knowing when to retreat back and just be alone so he can ride out his emotional wave or to be social and be around other people and kind of exert his inner, his emotions that way. So kind of finding that flow is really important. Well, here's, here's the amazing thing. He is absolutely learning how to inform me and my husband Brady when he needs to be alone. He's, he's knowing, okay, you know what? I just need alone time. And so it's then up to us, obviously, to be like, we hear you. We hold space for that. Go, go do your thing. That is amazing. Because your emotional wave, Trina, is, is all about expectations. So yours <laughs> has like peaks and valleys. So for you, if you have expectations and they're not met and the outcome isn't what you expected, then you really drop like your emotional wave just brings you down. And that like roller coaster based on expectations can be really like, feel like you're getting beat up. Like it can be really hard. And that's the same emotional wave I have. Uh, Yes. Yes. (laughs) So I'm here with you. you. Yep. We have the same one. So if you ever want to talk about that, we are here for each other. I am so <laughs> happy to know that, sister. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the key for that is to literally just release any expectations that you have. Wow. Like, about anything. So especially with Ollie, since you guys have different emotional waves, like you might not have expected him to want to retreat in a certain moment because he was super happy or whatever. And then when he does, it might be really off-putting to you. Like, wait, what? Like, I was not expecting that. But releasing any expectations that you might have of him is like going to bridge everything, right? Like he'll want to talk to you more. He'll want to inform other people. He'll want to like follow what lights him up and see what lights him up. That this is incredible. Thank you so much. You just this information and you diving into human design and helping me see these things. I mean, this is human design is mind blowing. Thank you so much for doing this work. 
It's yeah. super fascinating for at yes. least like to me with children, it's like human yes. design is for children, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's for the next generation for us as parents to have this wisdom and this, this knowledge to be able to support our children to grow up completely as themselves without any conditioning or any boxes that we've created for them to fit in because that's the box that we're in. Yes. Like yeah. it's, it's so important, but, and also so liberating and like exciting. Like I'm excited for our children yeah, to grow up with this information. Yes. And thank goodness you two are out there helping us to understand how to honor each of ourselves as different, unique, beautiful human beings. And then in turn, how to honor our children as their specific design and strategy and emotional authority or, or authority. So it's, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's so vital. I cannot stress it enough. And we're so grateful for having you as a friend in our life and being able to learn from your family and just you as a person by example, like you're so inspiring to us and Mm -hmm. the way your family is and the way your marriage is and the way your relationship with your son is, it's so beautiful. And we feel so grateful to just learn from you just by knowing you. Mm. And it's really cool. Like human design, it's when you, you want something so badly in your life and you try to force it, it ends up closing off for you. But when you learn how to use the energy correctly and you let it go, that's when it flows to you. And I think as a parent, the thing you want more than anything is for your kid to be happy and for them to be fulfilled and for them to be successful and all of that. And so that's all our parents ever want for us is for us to be happy and successful and fulfilled. So they push us and push us to be our best because they're afraid that we won't be our best. Yes. And um, with human design, it can show you, you don't need to push them. You can let go and you can let them be who they are. And that is how you will be close. That is how you will see them thrive. That is how you will build your closeness and your relationship and your trust with each other is actually by letting go and not forcing it. And like, that must be hard as hell as a parent to like, be like, okay, I'm going to let go because you love them so much. You know, you love them more than anything in the world. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. I just, my mind is just, again, to to beat a dead horse, my mind is blowing with this information. (laughs) And truthfully, the intersection of human design coming into my life and decades of inner personal work, it was like when human design came into my life, I it was almost like I was standing in front of a giant neon sign and it said, welcome home. We've been waiting for you. You know, just (laughs) human design just really helped me to embrace my unique design strategy, authority, Mm -hmm. and just still so many layers of information to go through, but just those big ones, the, the, the strategy and, and the design, those alone, I mean, they pretty much set me free of mm-hmm. years of comparing myself, wanting to fit in, questioning why I didn't like what a bunch of my community was liking and thinking mm-hmm. that I was weird for not liking those things. And now I'm like, we all get to be our unique, you know, 
energy and we all have a place and, and it's actually all required that we follow our design and have our uniqueness shine because we are all not, there's no mistakes. We are all <laughs> designed specific and mm-hmm. we need to show up as our specific you know, energetic vibration to contribute to the ongoing creation of the planet. Yeah. And it's so interesting, Trina, because, um, your, so your two sun, um, gates, so they're like your superhero traits. Um, your conscious side is all about like enthusiasm for living and like mastering a skill and transcending it and turning it into art. And like, that is what the world is waiting for. And then your subconscious side is all about like doubt and like questioning your insecurities <laughs> or your self-worth or your choices and um but what it's meant to do so like that's what like naturally can happen if you just kind of like passively allow yourself to be so hard on yourself right yes but yes what, what it's meant to do is to be focused instead of being focused inward at yourself and like doubting and questioning your own choices and your own um life path it's meant to be focused outward and focusing on like finding the weaknesses in a project or problem solving or overall looking at like an entire situation and then finding what needs to be worked on and presenting those solutions. So wow, like the key for you, it's interesting that like all of the different things that you're saying with like the struggles that you've had, like, and how human design brought clarity is like that, like, you were beating yourself up inwardly and now you can kind of have this outward perspective on yourself and you can kind of see it outwardly. But then now like knowing this, you can focus that skill that you have to be like critical and, and observant. You can focus on like on outward situations, which is amazing. But with that and with Ollie, his cross of incarnation, by the way, is to move others away from the status quo. And that might seem <laughs> like he's defying the collective direction, like what the collective's doing. It might seem like he's defying that, but he's here to follow his own direction and to move others away from the status quo. And so with you and your subconscious to like doubt your questions and your choices, like what he's doing has nothing to do with your anything that you're doing internally. So you can like <laughs> switch that focus to like the outward world and know that like that's that's his life purpose and and it has nothing to do with with your parenting or your inner work or your life choices or anything like that. Wow. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. I need to let, I'm going to have to marinate on that yeah. for um, a, a little bit. Yeah. His super, like, super skills are literally to like provide a plan or like be a visionary to see like how things should move forward, like to direct how others or himself should move forward. And then his subconscious is that he wants to be obeyed. Like he wants to <laughs> accept or reject, like, other things and that he only wants people in his inner circle that stand by his principles and like 
stand by his agenda for change. So like, he's really here to, um, to change people and like have them stand by him, like stand by his convictions and his own direction. Like, so just know that like your natural tendencies to beat yourself up and to like, think that you're not worthy have nothing to do with your son's outward, um, energy to change people and to go his own way. Like it has nothing to do with your self-worth and it's just like, it's all in your chart. It really is like, oh my like God. from everything, like you're a triple split definition and he's a split definition. Like you have a lot of areas where you can be conditioned through your open centers and like taking it so personally. And I'm just here to tell you, if I could tell you anything, like your self-worth is not, not associated in any way with anyone else's outward actions, thoughts, words, anything has nothing to do with your internal, internal world. Wow. Wow. I, I don't, I, that's (laughs) wow. My whole life. Thank you so much. (laughs) And like your son is such an amazing person. Like something about his chart really connects him to his voice. It connects his emotions to his voice and really using his voice, like whether that's in public speaking or whether that's in specifically music or art, um, kind of creative pursuits. Um, he really has a very special alluring magnetic quality about him that Mm -hmm. using his voice, he's going to change the world. He's going to be someone who makes things better. He's going to be someone who says, Hey, wait on, like, wait a minute. I'm calling this out and we're changing it. And this is what's happening. Like he's a super, super powerful, amazing, beautiful person. And I mean, it's just so like, after looking at your chart and then looking at your son's chart, you know, it's just like, it almost makes me have to cry or something because you guys are just such two amazing freaking human beings. Wow. And you're such teachers in each other's lives. Like, like you're here to that teach them things fact. and he's here to teach you things. Like our children are wise and they are literally no more than we do just inherently and like they are so many things and he's a big teacher in your life because there's so many things that seem like they would be um opposed not not opposing but just yin and yang right but that's like the beauty Mm -hmm. of it it's like you you guys are yin and yanging each other yeah and it might feel like off-putting like wait why would you do this (laughs) but like it's he is here to be taught by you and your energy and vice versa. And one last thing that I will say, because it is, or actually two last things, because they're really important for like parenting and him um, being your child is that a huge channel in his chart, like the, it's like subconscious and conscious for him is that for him to know something like he's here to listen and like, and hear other people, but only when he's in the mood. (laughs) And so (laughs) for him to know something, it must be repeated and heard over time. So like, if you feel like you're repeating yourself over and over and over with him, it's because honestly, like he needs that to fully process it. So like, so like taking a step back and, and like, the difference between that and pressuring him, like there's a difference between like pressuring him to do something versus like, you know, like 
don't drink and drive. Like, don't drink and drive. Right. Like, to, like telling him something over and over for him to really let it sink in is different than you pressuring right. him to do something or to act a certain way or to um, be Got interested it. in something, yes. right? So yes. just knowing that about him. And then the other thing is that he learns in a specific way, which is different than you. You learn in a general way. So you take, you can see all this information and then pick out the key things that you need or the knowledge from it and like be able to use it. Right. Whereas for him, he's better with one aspect at a time. So when you present something to him, presenting it to him, like, okay, what do you think about this? Or, um, let's, let's learn this thing and really getting it down pat and then moving on to the next thing. Um, versus like, here's all this information, like learn what you need to learn that, which that works for you, but it does not work for him. So knowing that he needs, he needs that repetition audibly for him to hear and that he needs specific things to focus on, but then he doesn't need pressure. And he also needs time and space and to use his voice. Like those are the key, the key thing. (laughs) No, that is crazy that you can see all of these very uh, specific ways that we have related to each other for the last 11 years. Everything that you're saying, I recognize and resonates and you are seeing this in his human design chart. It is crazy business. So amazing. Thank you. I know. It's my mind. Like every time we do a reading for someone, which this by the way is not by any means a full reading, but like, there's just so many things that are like popping off the page. Like every single time I'm like blown away by by the amount, like how helpful and validating it is. Cause like, none of this is like, Oh my gosh, I never knew that. But it's like, Oh my gosh, I, I felt that. And I just didn't know if I could trust it. Like, right. Right. And how it relates to other pieces in our design and then collectively between our charts, how Mm -hmm. it fits. So it's so helpful. Mm. So helpful. Thank you. Wow. Of course. (laughs) So, we have a few rapid fire questions for you that we ask all of oh, okay. our guests. Um, uh-huh. And we're not going to do all of them because we're coming up. Well, we're over an hour now, but we're going to do some of them. Okay. So our first one that we will ask you is what book has made the biggest impact on your spiritual journey? Thank you so much for asking that one. Um, it's it's really Elisa Romeo, Meet Your Soul. Mm. I That is where one thing that I do every day or try to do every day, and when I don't do it, I can absolutely feel off-center and disconnected, and I know that I need to get back to it, and that is soul journaling. So she talks about soul journaling in her book, Elisa Romeo, Meet Your Soul. And for me, that is a conversation between... I write down my question or I write down my, you know, greeting. Um, and I call, I call my divine, uh, energy G short for Jiwa. So soul. And I ask questions mm-hmm. and then I allow the answers to come through me. And then I write it, write it down as an answer. So I'm actually having a conversation with my soul and that's how I do do it with soul journaling. And that's, that has, that's everything for me. That is where I find all my answers. 
Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that so much. Yeah. So would you say that that's one of your, like, do you do that in the morning? Is that one of your morning routines? Yes, it is absolutely a morning routine for me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. Uh, We'll have to check that book out. I haven't heard of it. Okay. Okay. And then another question we want to ask you is what is one of your favorite places that you've been to in the world that brought you spiritual healing or spiritual connection? Oh my gosh. Um, definitely on my 50th birthday, three years ago at, on the top of a volcano in Bali, Mount Batur, watching the sunrise with my my husband and two of our dearest friends, Anjali and Kevin celebrating my 50th birthday. So, and I had at that point we had just, um, made the decision to, um, step away from drinking alcohol. So all of us were going through a lot of big shifts and changes within our lives and, and how it relates to, um, drinking and socialization Mm. and, and, um, numbing and distraction and all that. And so we were on the top of a mountain in Bali watching the sunrise celebrating my 50th year on the planet. So that that's one of the very special places for me that has made a huge impact in my life spiritually. Oh my gosh. Uh, Same, same for me. Bali is my place. Um, Yeah. That is just like such, I can literally picture everything that you just said, like so perfectly. And like, I feel like I just got like a little spiritual (laughs) gift just by having that little daydream of like hearing, like visualizing what you just described. It's so perfect. Oh, and same for cool. me, like it was of spiritual, like Bali such a spiritual place. And like, we want to go back there. We've only been there once, but we like rode off into the jungle and middle of nowhere came across a temple with a, one monk there. And he like <laughs> blessed us. We got off our scooter and like, he like had us kneel and like, he like blessed us with holy water. And we just sat there and meditated with him for like 30 minutes. And there was like monkeys. Wow. And, birds and like a waterfall nearby like it was insane but yeah like just like what you described like it's it's just it's a magical place it's so magical Magical for sure Mm. okay Mm -hmm. another question is what is your favorite crystal right now oh my gosh I really love apophyllite and Somebody told me that's like fairy energy. It's like love and playful. And so I kind of relate that and connect that to geomotion. So, you know, really um, clear and happy and playful and just um, pure. Yeah. And also like raising your vibration, like higher consciousness, consciousness. Like it really, I love apophyllite. We ch- I feel like we yeah. talk about Apophyllite a lot on the show because it's apparently it really wants to make a presence here. Um, <laughs> yeah. <to every> <laughs> yeah. Right on. Right on. Um, cool. And the last question we want to ask you is what advice would you tell your younger self now? Oh my gosh. Um, it is everything is going to be okay. Breathe and trust. Breathe and trust. It's going to be great. You're going to be okay. Everybody's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Release to your experience. 
and try not to control. Oh, for sure. Yes. No expectations. Mm, so beautiful. That's it. Yes. There are no expectations. Release. Yep. So beautiful. Well, Trina, thank you so much for coming on today. And thank you for everything that you are and everything that you give to this world. Like you are such a light in this world. And just as a human being, you have so much to offer. Um, And then also your offerings with motion and movement and meditation with Jiwa. They're so beautiful. And we're so excited um, to have experience those things with you and to experience them again in the future. Um, so just if we can tell our listeners where, where's a good place for them to connect with you and find you. Oh my gosh. I am on, I mainly am on Instagram and I do have a Jiwa motion Instagram, but she's still such a baby. I only have like five posts on there. Um, but I have my personal Instagram is, um, shiny, happy Trina. Mm. So that's where that's where I will be. That and awesome. and Jiwa Motion. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And you're a team member of Raise Your Vibe. Absolutely. So, raise yeah, raise so Your wanna, Vibe Tribe. Yep. Yeah. If people want to follow Raise Your Vibe Tribe, you'll um, you can see the events there that um, Raise Your Vibe might have. And Trina is always um, a part of them in some beautiful way or another. So that's another way that you guys can find her and reach out to her. Mm-hmm. And um, Trina, thank you so much for being here with us today. And thank you for all of the invitations that you've given us in our lives and for seeing us and for just being who you are. We love you so much. I love you. Such an honor to be with you today. I can't wait to see your faces again and kiss you all over. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Thank you so much, Trina. Have a beautiful day. You too. Bye. Bye.